Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca. This is the Know Thyself Podcast. I think we're recording. Check, check. Yes, we are. All right. right. Cool, man. So, uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today, we were just discussing about what we really want to dive into with this topic, um, a topic that Dale and I kind of often will bring up, I guess, through other discussions, and that's patterns. And um, once again, I'll let Daniel sort of take it from here. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and introduce patterns as the topic. Yeah, you know, we when we spoke about this last week, um, when we were talking about knowledge, perfect knowledge and imperfect knowledge, and really the idea that consciousness, and that's really what this whole conversation so far has been about, and really in the future what it's going to be about, right. is really consciousness is the recognition of patterns in your life. And that's one of the most important parts about it. It's... Again, when people are like, oh, I'm more awake and I'm seeing clear, mm-hmm. it's not so much that their eyesight is better. It's not that they're taking in more physical stimulation. All it is is they're seeing, they're starting to see the patterns in the physical stimulation mm-hmm. that is coming into their eyes. So pattern is going to be, again, it's not going to be just physical. We're also going to see emotional patterns. We're going to see thinking patterns and really understanding what these patterns are creating. But pattern recognition is really, really what we're trying to focus on. Um, And within pattern recognition, also vibration, because the universe is made up of vibration. Mm -hmm. And when we see objects, they're a pattern of a vibration, of multiple vibrations coming together. So one thing we really want to almost start off with today with, and this is kind of like a good mental exercise, because it's something we don't really think about very often, but the idea that in our universe, in our five sense construction that we we're living through every day, there is nothing that is solid. And that is a, it's kind of a really difficult thing to imagine and understand, but the truth be told, everything is made up of atoms and atoms are 99% empty space. So even though there's trillions and trillions of atoms in this table right now, that table, we perceive it as being solid. Right. But it's not really the case. It's almost like it's almost like when there's a fan on, right? It looks like those blades are in all places at once because they're moving so quickly. And if you tried to stick your hand through the fan, it's gonna shoot it back. Mm-hmm. Right. But we know once that fan stops that there's huge spaces in between those blades. But because of their vibration and because of the pattern, we perceive it as a solid object. So this is not different than any of the objects that are in front of your eyes at this point. They're just moving around and they're moving around at a very accelerated rate, but that's how we perceive them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is like the same idea as like a guitar string. When you pluck a guitar string, it looks like it's in all places at once, right? It's vibrating really hard and it looks like it goes up to the top of that curve and the bottom that the, good, the guitar string actually almost looks like it gets wider, mm-hmm. right? We perceive it as like a wider thing. And then once it stops, you see, it's actually like, Oh, it's a really thin string, especially like that high E at the bottom, you know? Um, But that's what we're perceiving. So we really want to bring that understanding in our mind because 
vibration and the pattern of vibrations is what makes up this universe. So when we start to see the world as vibration and we actually start seeing physical things as vibrations, now we can start understanding really how our thoughts and our emotions connect with the physical and our actions because it's all a vibration. So that's why we're so relatable and that's why we almost have to tune into the vibration of our surroundings to find peace and harmony. And it's about really understanding our harmony, our surroundings. And again, seeing those patterns and recognizing those patterns that we really start living a more conscious life. Right. Accordingly. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I like what you're saying about the vibration with an instrument. Um, that to me is something that I always used to say to people all the time. I said, you know, it's interesting how we all can agree on this song and we can all agree on the way it feels, but we don't see any of those sound waves, but we're perceiving them through obviously our senses. Right. And, and we're, again, we're all in harmony. We agree with it, but once that is over or that, um, I guess in this case, pattern recognition doesn't show up, people kind of turn away from, all other things that they could be seeing. They're like, well, it's just, yeah. Right, right. So, you know, and that's just why music is so powerful. Right. And we were, we were talking about vibration. Um, this is why music is so powerful because this is the simplest example to show anybody. Right. This is a vibration that you are aligning yourself to. Um, this is a pattern of vibrations, you should really say, that you're aligning yourself to. And we bring up this point. Um, you could see it with... People playing music, you can see it with people dancing to music. Mm -hmm. We can even see it in like a mosh pit at a punk concert when we were growing up, yeah. right? There is this connection that you're tapping into and you can see when somebody's connected to that. Uh, we talked about earlier about like, you don't have to be trained in dancing to know somebody who's a good dancer oh, or yeah. is feeling a no, song. I love when you talked about that. Yeah. You know, because it's so true. Like you don't, you don't have to be trained to be like, wow, that's a really good dancer. They're really feeling this song, right? Even like one of your friends, let's say he's like usually a bad dancer and you guys are celebrating something and he's had like a little bit more to drink than he usually does. Right. And just like the right song goes on and you're just like, hey, what's his face is grooving right now, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He's just yeah. totally gave himself into that vibration. And it's that moment that you do that, that we almost can actually experience like a transcendence that usually we wouldn't experience because we don't align ourselves to the vibration of nature. So just like a great dancer aligns themselves to the vibration of that song, mm -hmm. we can do the same thing. And really what we want is all the vibrations and all the patterns in our lives to sound as harmonious as those beautiful songs. And that's what kind of really shows, I mean, even when we're thinking about music, you can feel music that's deep and heavy. And sometimes that's what you really need to listen to. But it's got characteristics of something that's even like a spiritual music or something like Mozart has this really high octave, right? And then there's lower octave music, but we can see it and we can perceive it through the vibrations. And it's our thoughts and our emotions that kind of align to that. But music is such a unique thing because all music is, is a pattern of vibrations and it's us perceiving them. But we're very, it shows just how important that is to us. And as we've kind of come a society of, really just believing in the material realm and not really seeing that spiritual realm. It's very interesting to see that music has never is not is more popular today than it ever has been. Right. And music is only getting more popular. It's almost, it's really hard to find somebody who doesn't like any kind of music, even if they're like, 
I don't like the music on the radio or I don't like this. There's some sort of genre, some sort of song that they vibrate to and it kind of correlates to them. Mm-hmm. Um, we even saw it growing up. You know, I don't think we see it as much anymore. I think genres have kind of merged a little bit more, but like we grew up in the Southwest of the United States. So we were very influenced by California punk bands. But if you thought about that, that vibration of that music, it affected so much about us. It affected our clothing. It affected even like what we were, we were to eat fast food from. Do you know what I mean? Because it was like this whole vibration of even like, it's a West coast vibration for sure that actually I have, I, I love that you bring that up. Because I have seen people describe that music or I've heard people describe that music as just that place in time. And if they weren't there, then they wouldn't really know how to relate to it. Um, and definitely with like the same thing to be said about the East Coast. But yeah, two different vibrations, two different right. um, styles of music that um, I mean, speak to a, right. a certain person. I mean, even East Coast hip hop and West Coast hip hop, right? right. West Coast hip hop. It has the vibration of there's a lot of different sounds going on because people on the West Coast would listen to their hip hop in their cars. So there'd be a lot of different sound effects and you have like those Snoop Dogg kind of effects where when you listen to the East Coast, in the past, they would be listening more of like on a boombox in the block. So it was more of that like deep drum and bass and just vocals and you got like that Wu-Tang Clan feel. Absolutely. Um, Vibration, you know, connecting to that vibration. And then that's such a unique one because that one – that music has exploded so much and you can just see all the different trails and you can just see where, how people's location and their culture kind of added to the vibration. And it's a really good case study to study um, because it's just so clear, but really music, art, even the greatest artists, this is just, it's a pattern. It's a pattern that you're seeing and it's a pattern of vibration. So to create something beautiful in your life, you have to understand the patterns and the patterns that you want to create. And that's really important when we're talking about our thoughts and our emotions and our actions, because those are the ones that kind of get thought of, like missed out on, you know? So the idea that the five senses that we live in gives us the idea that everything's hard and actually material, but to really understand and perceive it, everything is actually empty space. And it was just how we're perceiving it. And it's the vibration that we're perceiving gives us a better understanding of, again, the effects of our thoughts and our emotions and our actions and how, if somebody actually had to scientifically have to understand how karma actually affects you and how we'll, we'll get into that in the future, when you start seeing that everything breaks down by vibration, it all starts to make a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when, And that's the thing about esoteric understandings is esoteric understandings and occultism is approached more of a science rather than a religion. It's almost the coming together of both of them. And esoteric and occultism looks at combining religion with science. So everything is tested. Everything is tested just like in the scientific method and what's beneficial is accepted and what is not and doesn't has false knowledge is let go for a better hypothesis, right? So we really want to understand about the five senses, the five sense illusion is what we'll call it, thinking that everything is solid. We want to understand it for our limits, but also for our potential, and the really, really wanted to study for potential is once you understand that everything is just moving vibrations in our physical realm, you really start to understand the power of your thoughts because your thoughts are not constricted to this five sense illusion. Okay. So if I physically wanted to take you right now to, let's say the Grand Canyon, 
I'd have to get you in my car. We'd have to look up directions. We would have to drive up there, right? I right. would have to stop like 10 times to go to the bathroom because <laughs> of me. Um, it would take a long time. We'd have to travel time. We'd have to travel distance. Mm-hmm. Now, if I tell you in your thoughts right now, go to the Grand Canyon, right? Or go to a mountain or pretend like you're walking down a hill. It's no time. Your thoughts are work at the speed of light. There's not time and space doesn't constrict them, mm. right? I can be like, hey, think of a donkey. You don't have to go and find a donkey and bring it into this room. You can imagine a donkey in this room right now. And your thought is, media, it's, it's limitless, right? So that's really what we want to understand with our thoughts, because they're like we've been talking about through that triune brain. That's really where we're starting our whole thinking process from, my thoughts, my emotions, and my actions. And this is really what kind of shows you that it's all about a vibration and how you think and what you think about is so important to your feelings and your actions, but just how your thoughts are almost a unique thing that are almost out of this world Mm -hmm. because they're not constricted to this time space conundrum that we're in right now. It's, it's limitless. And people get into motions where they just always think the same thoughts or they can't get out of the thinking process that they're in. It's a pattern, but just like every other pattern, it could be redistributed to kind of a, almost a higher octave to be really firing off of. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So just kind of a few things to kind of go over um, as we just kind of really, like we said, we're just kind of trying to get that foundational knowledge out there. But the idea that vibration and the pattern of vibration, the recognition of them and how important our thoughts are with almost coming into alignment with those vibrations right. and having a dance in life rather than this this drudgery of life. Right. Right. Then, and you can see that, by the way, with people. I mean, I know we use we use words like, well, he's – or ways to describe someone like, oh, he's very rigid, you know? Right. And, and just that, that word in itself even just like does it justice. But you can see when you – when someone describes someone that way, you know exactly what they're talking about because mm-hmm. you're picking up the fact that they're, there's segments to that person rather than a flow through the patterns that you're talking about. So there's no pattern recognition. Therefore, there's only things that are more in blocks and that's just how they're going about their day. That's the routine or that's the way they pick up on um, situations in life that come at them rather than like picking up on the actual pattern. As you're talking about, you know what I mean? Right. Um, to benefit yourself because it will happen, you know, um, the more you, um, vibrate with that higher self, there's other frequencies that'll vibrate with you and it just keeps going and going. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you can like pick it up. I know that, um, it's, it's a lot easier said than done for sure, but. Right. And that's why it's action is always the hardest part. Right. And that's why in the wizard of Oz, the lion gets two songs. When the Tin Man and the Scarecrow only get one, because Frank Baum knew he's like action. That's the that's the hardest the hardest aspect to be done. But everybody knows that because you can think and feel what you need to be doing, right? right? But actually doing the action, it's putting it out in the physical world. It's putting it out into you're manifesting it. Yeah, right. Because it's, it's super easy to think what is real, just because we just talked about it. You can think so quickly. There's no barriers. But when right. you actually have to give birth to that and actually. Mit- make that manifest in the reality of in front of you. It takes, it takes a lot of work. For sure. Um, so, so yeah, it's just, it's really interesting when we kind of look back and really start thinking about it because it's just something that falls under our radar 
way too often. Um, and we really want to, this whole thing's about pattern recognition. So how do we start perceiving those patterns in our lives, starting with the thoughts and how do we kind of align them to something a little bit better? You know, and again, I think music can always pull you back, especially if you even just need to change your vibration. If I have to actually get hyped up for something or I'm going to see my friends that I haven't seen in a long time, playing music that I used to listen to with them almost gets me in that mindset again of just that whole energy that we kind of created together, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's just a really, um, it's a really unique connecting thing that gives people really that almost that hint of that transcendence that comes from all this esoteric knowledge. This is just, I think the most readily available for us. Yeah. I always, and not to bring him up, but you're talking about this with, with people in music. One thing that I, I was thinking about is of course, Bob Marley, you know, um, just because, you know, the, the vibration of the tempo, even that he had within his music with reggae made, um, we're having a little technical difficulties here. Losing a microphone. Losing a microphone. But no, but with with uh, with Bob Marley, basically, um, even reggae when it came onto the scene, I know that a lot of people were saying like, "Well, what is this?" And it's completely changing my mood and sort of um, making me feel a little more welcomed. We're talking about types of music. Right. We're talking about reggae music. This is a perfect one where you can see. The, almost the cause of the vibration and the effect of that vibration on right. people. Um, even when you're in, we talk about like, like almost like a, a club kind of feel. And like when the beat actually drops and you actually just see everybody react to that vibration right. and it actually just literally drops the beat. Right. Um, so yeah, really this whole idea of just pattern recognition it's just it's just so presented so clearly through music, and it's something that we all have applicable evidence of and its experience in the past. And like we talked about last week, all knowledge is accumulated through experience. Mm-hmm. So when we have these experiences and we start to really start to kind of focus in on the cause of them, that's when we really start to see this pattern recognition, which is what this whole podcast is about today. Cool. Um, so like... Okay, here's a question for you. I wanted to know with pattern recognition, if if music, I mean, I know music has been around since forever. And um, but what I was going to say is like, if people are doing what what they should be doing with that vibration, you know, like, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm trying to think of that, that story where we were in Sedona and I realized that basically in that moment where we were hiking, everything was harmonious. And the only thing that happened to not be harmonious was that helicopter that was taking tourists around the Canyon. And I just remember feeling it cut right through where I was Mm -hmm. like, this is just, wow, this is disturbing the entire everything. Like I'm feeling disturbed right now. So I wonder how everything else is, is feeling at this moment. So um, I don't know. Can you just elaborate on how people maybe, and I don't want to say ancients, but just people from in, in history, have they have they recognized patterns? How did they recognize patterns? What were they doing aside from music, you know, to understand patterns? I guess that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. It's like, what do you have as far as a background on patterns? Yeah. So, you know, pattern recognition, because again, music was really, the, the idea that we have like music publicly today is like this really new thing. You know, you might have some interest, instruments in the village and right. stuff like that, but 
most of the music was kind of saved for the upper class. So where they saw patterns is in nature, like what you were just talking about with Sedona, right? right? So we, th- we think about the four seasons, the growing of the crops, the setting of the sun. This is where all these religious stories are going to come through. And this is what mythology is about. Mythology is just about the patterns of your mind. Mythology is like taking a mirror mm-hmm. and putting it in front of you. And these are the stories. And this is it's a story pretty much of your psyche and that internal self and the challenges that that internal self is going to face, not only independently, but collaboratively with a group right. on the inside and on the outside. So where we saw these patterns early on is going to be in mythology agriculture, in any kind of production that we were doing, um, but also in things such as numbers, mathematics. Mathematics is a pattern. That's the original pattern, right? That's the pattern that really got us almost online with patterns. And numbers are a unique thing because we didn't create numbers like we created letters, right? We created letters to formulate words. We discovered numbers, Okay, so again, patterns is all about discovering. Right. And then once you discover them, and you can start seeing the cause of patterns, that's when you can start creating your own patterns, right? But it's a very intuitively focused process because there's so much stuff happening and there's so much stuff that's manifesting. And one of the things is it's kind of has that ebb and flow, that yin and yang. Mm-hmm. So a good way to kind of represent like how patterns work is – when you ask like where does where where could we see this again before we even had art say we're, we're talking about like the native americans right how they would signify patterns was through weaving okay so imagine you're weaving with two colors and let's just because it's so simple you're weaving like a rug with two colors let's use white and black okay and so what black is going to represent in this is almost potential okay this is darkness before the light this is what your this is what your subconscious is, right? This is what kind of creates, and then the whiteness is kind of the actual manifestation of this, mm-hmm. okay? And then the darkness is again the womb. So then it goes, the thought, the emotion kind of gets processed, and it comes back out and is in the light of day, and then it goes back in and it comes back out. It's always this process between light and darkness of your mind of kind of like harvesting an idea and then mm-hmm. actually manifesting this idea. So. When you're looking at a rug, watch how the white will go over the black and then back under it. And then the black goes over it and then the white comes back up and then it goes black over. So this is how it, how patterns work. There's, you see the cause, there's a causality, and then there's the effect. Mm -hmm. The effect is almost the white. The cause is the black. Now, if you flipped the rug over, you have the same pattern, but now it's inverted. Now you're seeing the black is up front to you and the white is under your view. Does that make sense? So this is how, this is why weaving was created. Weaving was really telling us about pattern recognition and the understanding of how the universe works. There's cause and there's effect. And so with pattern recognition, really what you want to do is get to the causality of the pattern. Where is this, where is this pattern coming from? Whether it's beneficial or not, because if it's beneficial, you almost want to be like, can I create more patterns from that? Can I take that pattern any higher? Or should I replicate that kind of pattern in other aspects of my life? So say, I'm really bad at studying, but I'm really good at working out. Well, I'm going to get to the root down of that 
because I want to figure out how do I get as good as I am at studying as I am at working out? What's the pattern? What's the causal reason why I have a better rush in the morning at six o'clock to go lift weights than it is to read a book, right? So that's why we wanted to do this pattern recognition, but that's what the ancients were doing when they were weaving blankets. This, right. Nothing was done for an accident. This Everything was, remember, the they were more involved with meaning rather than motion. So weaving a basket is going to give you benefits that you can carry stuff in, but it's also a lesson that you can pass on. And it just shows how if you weave a strong enough basket with good pattern, it can carry more just the same metaphor for life. Like the bigger the basket, the stronger you do, the more you can carry. If you're a weak individual who's got very weak patterns and a weak foundation, you're not going to carry much. And actually what's going to end up happening is other people are going to carry your load. And then you're actually hurting your community because you can't even carry yourself. And that's kind of like the problem we're in now is we have a bunch of individuals who don't even, not that they can't carry themselves, they don't even want to or know that it's important to do that, right? to carry your own weight. Exactly. Um, so that's really where we're going to see it. We're going to see it in so many different things. Um, but it's just so important kind of coming back around because, again, meaning over motion, right? We're so concerned with motion today. They were much more concerned with meaning. What's the effect of this? And what's the effect on my consciousness? No, I mean that that, that answers my, my my question. Sorry, I I don't I just kind of uh, mesmerized here by Daniel talking. Uh, but but that's kind of what I was basically wanting to know is is how are they dealing with it? But what you're saying about them already knowing the meaning rather than the motion. Let's go back to present day right now. It's interesting that yes, we're are, we are in motion, but I also feel like we're being. Um, we're being subjected to a lot of different vibrations all at once. So is it possible, do you think, that right now that patterns are hard to recognize because there's so many different, not just outcomes so quickly, but it's just sort of, you know, either you, you have to take a step back and really see what you're about to jump into, or you can just jump in, which I feel like a lot of people kind of do nowadays. We're like, well, this is where I think I fit because they said I did. So therefore, I'm just going to run down this line. Mm-hmm. And before you know, you get people who are like, well, man, everything will happen so fast and how did I end up here? Um, I know that uh, I've met people personally. Um, and for those that don't know yet, I work in geriatric. I've been in geriatrics for about 10 years. And um, one of the greatest things that I do with with my uh, my position in this practice is I get to talk to individuals who are either sadly um, on hospice or at the end of life. And a lot of them will, will talk to me in a way where, you know, I know they're they're needing comfort and they want to to spend some time discussing to a stranger, you know, what they could have done better in life because there's no judgment that's going to fall most likely from me onto them because they think, well, he doesn't know me anyways. But to talk about patterns, you can hear them come out with it and say, I saw the path or the patterns, but I completely neglected those. Mm-hmm. And then now here I am on the other side. And I could have said to myself a long time ago, like, why are you still going down or doing this? Um, I guess like unconventional, un- like doing to yourself uh, in life, you know, it's like why there were so many signs showing you that you were going against uh, or going upstream and you still went for it anyways. And now as you get pushed downstream, the direction you were supposed to go the whole time, you're recognizing that 
it's almost over. And so in, in this case, with the people that I meet um, in geriatric will tell me about the patterns, if you will, just to use your word, um, about what they they had no meaning in. They're like, a lot of things I did were just in motion with no meaning, mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so what you're saying just, just kind of made me think about that. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You brought up a really good point when you're talking about really we're talking about these individuals and they're seeing that there was a pattern that maybe they should have kind of went down or Mm -hmm. they might've had a distraction. The distraction this time is for that generation, it was usually money, like a monetary one. Like, Oh, I, you know, I really love to do this. Like I really wish I could have been a park ranger, but managing supermarkets was just so much more financially incentive. But all I would ever think about was, I wish I would have went down that path of like being a park ranger. And it could be the other way around. There could be somebody who's like, I'm a park ranger and I really want to know business. I want to do some business, you know? So I'm not saying that it's all these like activities that have to be outside or stuff because there's analytical individuals who love being accountants. Like they love the running of numbers. They love the crunching of Mm -hmm. it. Um, So everybody has their own vibration, but finding your vibration is really important. So like knowing yourself, this whole podcast is about, that's part of the process is you learn you're, you're going to the causal stimulus of what you are and you're going to find that vibration and you're going to start building patterns off of that vibration, but you have to get down to that itty gitty bitty about it yourself. Right? So when you were bringing up these individuals, how they're reflecting on their lives. um, And again, anytime you get to that age in life, it's you, you are starting to accumulate your life. So you can actually start breaking down and seeing pattern recognition really well. Right? So the idea that life can only be understood backwards, but we have to live it forwards, right? You're right. at that age, you actually can start really starting to see the bigger picture of certain things. Um, and really what we're kind of talking about there too, is with this meaning in motion is ancient man had to deal with his survival. Modern man has to deal with his distractions. So, We don't have to so much worry about like walking outside and getting eaten alive by like a bear. I mean, I know we live in crazy times right now. Yeah, with everything, there's no bears out there um, right now, at least not here. Right, but we battle distractions because there is so many distractions, and there's getting more and more distractions every day. Um, So, how do we stay on point? How do we hit our mark? Right, we talked about what a sin really is. Yeah. A sin, a sin curve right. is just missing your mark in archery, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bullseye that you should be aiming for. And those distractions are what's going to actually like let you sh- overshoot it or undershoot it. Right. Um, so really with pattern recognition, the big thing that's going to not make us recognize these patterns is the distractions. And there is an abundant of us. Like how we stay focused and disciplined at this time in life is completely a mental operation. And it's really important that you get a good balance with technology. I'm not saying that technology is a bad thing, but if we rely on too much technology, that's our entertainment, that's our emotions. You know, that's even a lot of people's sexual relationships is Mm -hmm. through technology. We get almost tied into something. You never want to be that. You only think you want to be that reliable on the only thing you want to rely on as much as that is yourself. And because that's what it's all about. So learning these patterns really has to do with silencing a lot of the distractions that we see in our life. And it's, and it's only going to get harder as 
more distractions come out and more distractions become even more affordable. Right. And then on top of that, the free distractions of like the 24 seven news that we have now, the 24 seven economic channels that we have now. I mean, there's like 500 different channels. There's like a million different movies you can watch right now. So it's very hard for individuals to develop their character and their personality when it's so easy to get distracted and so easy to just almost not even start the path. Because once you start the path, you start seeing that you start seeing that everything's a vibration and you start seeing that this vibration isn't the highest, right? It's a high vibration, but it's at a very low frequency. Right? If I can interrupt one thing that's that you're saying um, that just made me think about what with pattern recognition is sadly, one thing that's super important is people will then recognize the vibration, feel the vibration, enjoy the vibration that they were supposed to be on. But because they've been um, away from that, they almost think like, well, that's just when I happen to go out on, mm-hmm. on that trail or on the weekends. Like, no, maybe you should seek out more things to make you feel like that. Cause that's probably the pattern you're supposed to be flowing through right. more often than not. But now sadly, what I'm saying is it's a, tragedies people when they still feel that they're like oh i'm just i I can't do that all the time that's too that's that's too easy it's like no but that's what it's kind of supposed to be is sort of the flow that takes you there more easily rather than you know um, but yes but what you're saying about noise is is exactly what what started this conversation for me earlier when we were talking about it i couldn't really put my thoughts together but really saying what are we facing right now? You know, and yeah. this is what you're saying. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. I'm sorry, continue. No, no. And you, again, you brought up a great point. Like when you're, you're questioning, when you start off on this process of like, how do I find out about myself or how do I, how do I go with the flow? Mm-hmm. Well, start with what you're good at. Start with what you are naturally curious about and naturally good at. And that's usually going to start opening up. And now it might be exactly what you end up doing, but that's going to start opening up doors of, hey, maybe this is more my potential, right? Like I know for a fact that like, even though geometry makes me super interesting, I could read about it all day long, I don't have enough almost like natural knowledge to it. Everything I have to learn in that if I ever tried to teach it, I would do a very improper way of doing right. it, right? I just know this. There's going to be another geometry teacher in the next room that I'm like, oh, just kind of just listen to what he's saying because he's making it a lot more clear because I'll get a little too wordy. Yeah. Just a lot of different things, right? So there's certain subjects that I'm more comfortable teaching and I enjoy teaching them more. And so like finding that path. So going with the river, right? Don't don't fight something. Don't take a career. If you're not really interested in mechanics, don't become a mechanical engineer. It's not going to work out good for you yeah. because there's an individual who does want to be a mechanical right. engineer and they have that inspiration that they're always going to get better. For sure. So it's kind of like that thing that's working with it. Um, yeah, swimming upstream, I always tell people will tire your arms out to a point where you'll end up drowning. Oh, it's yeah. like, just float and enjoy the views, you know, because it'll be a lot better, but it's hard. It's, I mean, we beat ourselves up. Hypocritically speaking, I do it to myself and I think everyone does to themselves. It's like, oh, I'm good at this one thing I do. Um, but that'll be my side project that there's this other thing I have to do because I have these people to, uh, to have depend on or people who are depending on me. And they're really not. It's like at the end of the day, no one ever was like, that's what you should have done because, um, those are the expectations I had for you. No one's ever said that to me, but it's like a lot of times I'm like, man, I just did all that for that person's expectations that Mm -hmm. I don't even know if are accurate, but, um, that's where I kind of like shoot myself in the foot, you know, where you tie your arms up 
going upstream and then you drown. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have committed to this much that wasn't vibrating within, again, back to patterns, um, the patterns that I should have been following. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I guess that's just part of our journey while we're here, which is why, again, I love talking to Daniel about this kind of stuff because this is what has helped. In my case, helped me out a lot um, with myself is, is recognizing those patterns and being okay with, mm-hmm. you know, the way things are or the way they're supposed to be and not being afraid. Cause it's really just been fear. That's sort of been driving that necessary feeling or that, that necessity necessity to swim upstream. People, you ask people, why did you end up doing it anyways? There's always some story that goes back to like, well, I was afraid that if I didn't, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Um, so the, the pretty girls wouldn't like us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, something like that. Though, <laughs> right, right. Right. Something. When really, if you would have just been passionate about what you were and you became the best at what you were. Yeah. That pretty, that pretty lady or pretty guy is going to come around. You yeah. know what I mean? And then they're actually going to love you for what you're actually in rather than if you're like, oh, I just became a, some kind of international dirty banker. So I could get this. The person you're with is probably going to be just like a dirty international banker as well. So it's just like, Oh, this doesn't work. You know, I've I've got now, not only did I like my career, I missed out on an opportunity to maybe find my soulmate. Right. Right. So yeah. So important swimming with the stream. Um, you know, and one thing I also wanted to talk about is when we talk about patterns and we were talking about music earlier, music Mm. is such an important one. And this is really, really want to talk about, the difference between vibration and frequency, because we were talking about vibration and something you hear in the new age community a lot is, oh, that's a high vibe situation. It's a high vibe festival, or this is a, that person's operating on a high vibration. And that's great. You want to operate on a high vibration, but with vibration, how that works is in the musical scale, you have seven notes. And then that next eighth note is gets you to the next octave, Right. right? So what we have to really deal with is the process of knowing thyself is you're always climbing that musical scale and then you graduate to another octave. That can be a very confusing time as well, though, because when you drop to that next octave, even though you're on a higher octave, you're back on a low note again. So you have to keep raising up that vibration. So it's really important that we don't get camped out at a high vibration that's at a low frequency. And that's what we see a lot of. You see a lot of people who on the mountain of enlightenment will camp out because they're like, oh no, this is this is all I need. It's just like one yoga school and they read one book and they're like, oh, I'm like vibrating really high. And they are, but there's still more lessons for them to learn. Like keep keep researching, keep right. bettering yourself. Nobody's done. You're never done here. Like you're always climbing those musical notes to get to that next octave and then it restarts. But you're at a higher octave. And you keep climbing the ladder to heaven. And that's kind of that process. But you see that with, um, you see that the effect of high vibration, how it will keep people into that mode. Like a, let's look at like a, a hedonistic, like sexual festival, right? Huge following. And people will literally tell you, I experienced ecstasy at this festival. I had a spiritual experience. They probably did. They probably did feel ecstasy and they probably did have a really spiritual experience, but it was high vibration at a low frequency. Now they could also experience that ecstasy and a spiritual thing by taking that sexual energy and rather just having sexual intercourse with anybody they see, finding the right partner that's actually their soulmate. And now you're taking that high vibration and you're raising the frequency infinitely. Right. right? And then through that, you have an expansion of consciousness. You have 
so much more stuff open up. So it's super easy for us to get comfortable in what feels good because we're at a high vibration, but really you really want to keep raising those octaves and getting to those next levels and always kind of climbing up to, like we said, the ladder, the ladder to heaven is what that's considered. So we're talking about patterns and we're talking about vibrations and then we kind of just like moved in and out of them. Uh, but that was kind of about what this episode was really about today because we really are just kind of, we spoke a little bit about patterns last week. And then as we were kind of like listening to it, I realized that there was just more information we kind of wanted to go over. And that's kind of what we were trying to break down today is just no, I appreciate the importance it. of patterns, the yeah. importance of vibrations. Um, well, again, you, you keep saying this and I really appreciate um, every time I hear this is that, you know, we did this because we want to talk more in terms of knowing thyself. And so through these conversations between you and I, I always do like sort of going um, all over the place because it's still back to the same topic, you know, which is the pattern recognition. Right. to better serve you and to better serve everyone else. One thing that you said, um, I think this was last week, we we're talking about mountains and I love mountains. I've loved mountains since I was a little kid and yes, they're, they're massive and they're, they're, they're to be climbed at, for me at least and like getting to the summit, but they're still rooted to the earth. So like you were saying, uh, we were talking about how we're all connected, whether you want to see it that way or not. It's like a mountain is bigger than this, set of trees down here but they're all still rooted to the earth right and recognizing the patterns within that same root system um will just kind of free you i promise you know like you'll hear a lot of stories that i'll try to motivate you with and i'm i'm not here to tell you like what to do in life i'm here to tell you what's worked for me i've had a lot of things that i've done that i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that i wish i would have looked into a little more um, when I was younger, but I had no regret with it. And I've always been a, a happy person because I picked up the pattern or recognized why that was harming me right at the perfect time. It always happens to be the perfect time. And I always want to say that I'm thankful for all the people in my life because they might help me recognize that uh, a lot sooner than I could have. And sometimes it's just on my own, but it's never been taken for granted. Mm -hmm. So again, back to this podcast, uh, being about knowing thyself, this is why, this is why I love talking to you, man. Hey, right back at you, man. It's always, it always is the best. Um, and you know, again, we, as we're kind of moving forward, there are going to be, there's going to be kind of some episodes where it's really just talking about our own personal experience. Some episodes where we're really unpacking, kind of a complicated topic. Like I felt like last week there wasn't, you know, talking about the creation creation of knowledge and how you, you know, are constantly going through the process of perfect knowledge and imperfect knowledge and kind of rewriting that. It was really kind of like a heavy one. So this kind of makes it a little bit easier to digest. But um, on that note, just to kind of touch back on last week, one thing I did want to kind of let, especially because we, we've got a lot of new listeners we're really thankful for everybody who's tuned in yeah, so seriously. far from like all over the world, which is the coolest part. Um, we're, you know, we're just kind of building that community. It's so cool to be doing this with you. So we're so thankful. Um, but one thing that Eddie and I are not is, you know, we don't, we've never recorded our voices ever before. I think this is like the th- fourth time in my life I've ever spoken on a microphone. Um, so almost looking at the example of how this podcast and the production of it has changed is a good example of that knowledge and imperfect knowledge. As I, as I like listen to the first episode, I'm like, oh man, I'm standing way too far away from the microphone. So in the second episode, I got a little closer. And as I was listening to the second episode, I was like, oh, I really like that. And then on the third episode, 
I, I went too close and I could like hear myself breathing in it. And it was just like making me freak out. But it really kind of just shows that why would I think I would have perfect, why would we think we would be able to make the perfect podcast right off the bat? We had no pre- previous experience of this. So we had no knowledge of this. So it really just shows as you, as you can see us even like stumble over each other and try to figure out like how to record correctly and how to make it better. You will literally see that process of imperfect knowledge turning into more perfect knowledge. And that more perfect knowledge might be like, maybe in a couple of weeks, one of our friends is just like, Hey, it's, this is out of control. I'm just going to start doing it for you. And like, perfect. That'd be great. You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, but we're getting a little bit better at it, but it's just interesting to always just be aware of that process and that pattern of, of us just trying to learn something through experience. And that's what that was all about last week. So I just kind of wanted to touch on that note and give a really big thank you to all yeah, of the seriously. new listeners. We are much appreciated. So much appreciated. Um, and um, we're just so grateful for it. And like we said, we're all in this journey to know thyself together. Um, so it's a community and we're all, we all kind of have that ability to support each other in that community. And it, to the people that this is new information for, that's fantastic. And to the people who this, this information is not new, but it's good just to connect with individuals that are similar thinking or have the same understanding. Again, aligning our vibrations and really kind of becoming that network. It's, uh, it is just the, the greatest blessing in the world. It is pretty incredible. So, uh, yeah, well, that being said, um, you know, you can always visit the Know Thyself podcast website, which is um, knowthyselfpodcast.org. Dot org. And uh, yeah, tune into uh, the next podcast. We'll, we'll try to have these for you weekly. So um, we'll see you then. And again, thank you. Thank you.